Well, welcome everybody. Welcome to Things You Can't Ask Your Mum, our first ever live podcast. We're here at the House of Strauss with Levi's, which is very, very exciting, a brand we both love and have worked with and worn for many, many, many years. Um, which leads us on to our first point. We were just discussing this earlier, weren't we? What yeah. is your earliest Levi's memory? Mine was always my dad in Levi's because he only wore 501s. And if we were going on like a family holiday to America or something, he would make me go to every single Levi's store possible. I never, my dad was exactly the same. Really? I never knew this. Else exclusively. Yeah. Yeah. Same. And had them all in his wardrobe, like, like a shop, basically. It could rival the Levi's shop. <laughs> they were all there, ready to go. I never knew that. Yeah. No, I didn't know that about your dad either. Maybe it was a generational thing. Maybe. Maybe so. Um, and then my other earliest memory was that actually I forgot all about this part of my life. Um, I actually used to work as a sales assistant for Levi's for like two years. So that was like my other memory of being in, uh, in Levi's constantly. When the new deliveries would come in, I'd be like, oh my God, what have we got in here? And try them all on. So I loved it so much. Yeah, Linz has this habit of, even though we've been friends for so many years, of like slowly releasing old information about herself it's like I'm drip fed it and literally an hour ago she was just sat eating a <laughs> her dinner and went oh I used to work at Levi's which ne- we've been like talking about this project for so long I was like why have you only just brought this up like the time you told me you used to work in a stable yeah you used to do trampolining professionally yeah. cheerleading yeah <laughs> did yeah it's muck out the horses all sorts oh, dirt biking There's nothing nothing I haven't tried so the Levi's one was just very recently discovered yeah Lizzie's face was funny I always like to shock her <laughs> Um, mine would be also with dad that's a, yeah. I think that's really nice that both our dads had a pension for 501s I know. and mine was also then becoming obsessed with p- finding the perfect vintage pair oh, God which will have been when I was living in Manchester yeah. and there's some like, great vintage shops in Manchester and, and it was around the time like the vintage 501 seemed to really blow up yeah. on Instagram and it was so hard to find them at the time yeah. and I remember finding the perfect pair and I've still got it and I mean, since then, I sometimes prefer to wear like a current style because I feel like they've nailed the vintage look. Oh god, yeah. But do you remember that time when it just was everywhere? Yeah, it that, was mad. That was and they were really expensive as well, which was really upsetting because they used to be about twenty-five quid, didn't yeah. they? And then they were like skyrocketing. I always remember as well. We went, um, Lizzie and I went on holiday together, and I bought a pair of vintage Levi five hundred ones, and they were amazing. But they were just ever so slightly too tight, <laughs> and by the end of the holiday, I couldn't fit in them, so I had to give them to her. <laughs> and I spent the whole holiday doing your shoes up for you, you because did. you couldn't sit, sit down awful. and then bend over to I was giving do them myself, up. Yeah, I was giving myself a tummy ache every time I wore them. They were too tight, but I couldn't let it go. I was like, it's fine, it's fine. I think within that, we've kind of answered the question of what our favourite fit would yeah. be. We both like a boyish fit, don't yes. we? Yes. I love the um, ribcage ones as well. Ooh, so. See, they're too short for me because... Yes, long they, are, they are short in the leg, aren't yeah. they? But they're so flattering over the bum. Yeah, I really like the f- new 501 90s. Actually, we're both wearing those, yes. aren't we? Uh, like so a higher good. waist, straight leg, yeah. and long enough for me as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love, th- I love them. They've just, like you say, they've nailed the vintage fit in a current style. So Yeah, which I'm very grateful for because it saves me trawling <laughs> through vintage shops <laughs> trying to find the perfect, perfect pair. Yes, it's very true. Um, and yeah, they're like straight, longer leg is what we're both very much into at the moment I think yes as well so easy to wear isn't it yeah it really really is mm. um and needless to say we're both very influenced by denim in our personal style and I assume lots of you are too as you're here um how uh, how much would you say your style is based around denim it, 
I literally don't wear anything else, really. I know, me either. Unless it's the summer, then it gets a little bit warm, doesn't it? But Then you just I, wear a shorter version. Yeah, shorter <laughs> version of the, of the jeans. But yeah, I always I always reach for denim. Always, always. Yeah, always my too. 501s. And they're just so easy to wear with like heels or trainers, sandals, yeah. like everything. Yeah. It just, and I feel most at home and most like myself, I think, because I, I kind of like a more boyish fit. Mm. I always feel most like myself yeah. in a pair of jeans. And I can feel sexy in jeans, but I can feel chilled in jeans too. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's how, how I just feel my best. What about you? The same, really. And for as long as I can remember, even in the days, I don't know how old I'll have been, like MySpace days, and I used to wear the skinniest jeans oh imaginable. <laughs> but whatever my style has been, it's always been expressed through denim more than anything else. Yeah. Um, and now, like we were just saying, the more like boyish fit. Mm. Um, but I do remember getting myself into jeans that almost looked like they'd been sprayed on. <laughs> getting, out <of> them was, <laughs> getting out of them was worse, wasn't it? <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, still nearly every single day I reach for jeans more than anything else in my wardrobe, I think. Yeah. And have done for, I don't even know how many years now, and have quite a selection to pick from, which yeah. is very lucky. It is very lucky. <laughs> I had to, I'm moving um, soon, and I've just recently had to go through and do a really like violent cull of all my clothes because I can't take it all where I'm going. And... It's not a secret, by the way, it's Lisbon, so it's just a bit warmer than here. Um, <laughs> and I had to have a big try-on of my jeans, and they were, it's like, it's ridiculous. They were like 50-something pairs of jeans. And I tried them all on, and because I've hoarded them for so long, and I've got, like, so many lovely memories attached to them all, like the vintage shopping, like things, and barely any of them fit anymore. And I was like, wow, okay, that's great. So I'm going to, like, start again, and I've got a really lovely pile, and I'm really, really pleased with my... You're so good at actually getting rid of stuff. This morning I had to go through my wardrobe and clear out a drawer because I thought the drawer was going to fall out and land on my feet and end <laughs> badly. So this drawer can't have as much weight in it. And went through it all and everyone, I was like, do I still wear those? Yes. Do I still wear those? Yes. Would I like to maybe wear those again? Yes. This is it. You can't be so... You, you've got to be more brutal Two pairs that. I managed to push to one side. The drawer is still a, a risk. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I did no, go to plan. You have to be more brutal with it. I'm not very good at doing that. No, not at all. <laughs> um, we've got some more broader questions as well. We have. We Just wanted to sure. mostly... Um, I guess the, the link for us and denim as well is, would be really important to say is yeah. how confident it makes us both feel. Oh, my God, yeah. Which is also what we wanted to talk about within this podcast, which was body confidence and body image more generally. Mm. And like we were just both saying, the way that we've expressed our style and how it's changed from spray-on jeans to slightly looser <laughs> jeans through the years and that journey with body image as well, which yeah. leads us into the questions that you very kindly submitted yes. through the app as well. So thank you so much. Yeah. Um, should we move on to those ones? Yeah, but as a, as a general kind of like statement, I think it's safe to say that you and I have both gotten more confident with our bodies as we've grown yes, older. Definitely. And a lot of the girls that we talk to about this kind of thing seem to have the same opinion because you do just evolve and grow into your own skin and start to appreciate yourself and your body more. Mm. Um, and I think that is something that comes with time and something that can't be rushed either. So if you're beating yourself up about something, please don't. <laughs> yes. And with, like, knowing what you like more and more. Yeah, of course. I 
um, for my sins, watch a lot of TikTok, which oh, you don't really do. Never. I am never obsessed it. with TikTok. Two hours you sat there the other night, didn't you? Yeah, two solid, which is dreadful. Um, and I'm like, I've not got time to do anything. And then I'm just on TikTok for two hours at a time. <laughs> I'm so stressed, TikTok. <laughs> um, and I've noticed a new trend coming up is really low rise again. I just cannot get on board with that. I don't think I can get on board with that. Like, your vagina's nearly out. <laughs> it is low, low, low rise, like really yeah. early 2000s. Like seeing your thong at the back of your jeans yes. rise. Yeah, and I just think for all of the like denim trends I've dipped my toe in, I don't know whether that's one that I can do. I'm not sure I can get on board with that either. No. It would like, require a level of maintenance that I'm not up to doing all the time. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. So let's go with your questions then, because you all sent some really gorgeous smart questions into <laughs> us some of them are a bit too smart for me so um, <laughs> but i will ask you one first elizabeth i'm ready how do you think social media affects young people and their body image growing up oh i always think that i was at the luckiest age growing up with social media because i'm well when i was leaving high school it was still like blackberries and bbm i don't know if anyone remembers those <laughs> yeah, days yeah. and facebook and I was like, ha- came, started expressing myself through with style in the MySpace days, yeah. which was the best. I think that was still peak social media platform, in my opinion. And then by the time that I was at university, it was then Instagram. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was a great age. I could adapt to it and it'd be part of my day to day. But without being so young that it was a part of life at school, mm-hmm. I actually can't imagine what that's like for people. Um, and I, on the one hand, think it's great that you're exposed to so much diversity which you we didn't have in magazines necessarily growing up but then it's still upholded by these algorithms and I don't know how much they actually do present that so I, I don't know how I can't even imagine it in like social circles and worrying yeah. about how many followers you've got and things yeah. never mind body image but like mental health around that as well yeah. um it's hard to see you're being on both sides of it as well of doing it for work I don't know where the positives are sometimes in it because it can feel really heavy as an adult can't it a hundred percent and on the flip side of that I experienced it really late on in life yes Instagram and the way that filters come into play and things that augment people's natural state um and so I was lucky to be at an age where I was growing in confidence and more happy in myself so when I see those things I feel think god i'm lucky that i am like okay in my own skin because it's a really vulnerable it's a really vulnerable time of yeah. life to be seeing what we're seeing online and not be affected by that and i just think things have got to change have, um, there's a girl i follow called sasha Polari, and she has um started a movement called the no filter it's called the filter drop and she basically champions normal beautiful skin and normal beautiful bodies in every single form and that is exactly <coughs> what should be celebrated yeah, like yeah. that that is how we are born that is how that's that's what beauty is beauty is completely different for everybody there is not one no w- one thing and one look that is beautiful it is absolutely insane to me that that is what people strive to achieve is is what this strange one weird yeah. one look yeah definitely um, and it just doesn't make sense to me and I just find it I'd find it incredibly damaging and you and I've both been on the receiving end of like 
worrying about the way that yeah, we look now yeah. and again when we're having a, a like an, an ebb in confidence or whatever and it is because of social media and it's really hard to get away from that yeah do you remember the day someone comment left me a comment that just said <laughs> rhinoplasty was made for you <laughs> it was cruel <laughs> but because we're in this industry we found it funny and we did really have a laugh here but i was yeah. like how brutal to say to someone like <laughs> rhinoplasty was made for you and we do laugh about we do it laugh don't we but like, imagine, imagine saying that to someone good god as well with like the filters yeah. going back to tiktok my new favorite thing <laughs> oh, don't know how many people use it but if you open the camera on it, it that it already filters you without you selecting it does it and my skin was breaking out we talked about this earlier my skin was breaking yeah. out the other day and then i went on tiktok and i was like Oh, God, I've done a total 180. I'm a up. <laughs> and I was in my kitchen, literally, like, going in all the light, like, oh, well, that's good, isn't it? I wonder what I use that made that go out. Tell everyone about that. Then thought, oh, there's a filter on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't select it yourself. And no. it, like, whitens your teeth and everything. See, that was the bit that got me. Yeah. I smiled, and I was like, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's illuminous. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's incredibly damaging. And there are, uh, you know, oh, there should be more safeguarding around it, but I think it's... It's just one of them bloody slow processes, isn't it? And yeah. we all have to, unfortunately, ha- try and have a bit, a bit of thicker skin around it because definitely you got to back yourself. Nobody yeah. all we don't all want to look the same. It'd be so boring if you looked if we all looked like one another. Yeah, it's true. As much as I try to look like Hayley Bieber every single day of my life, <laughs> I feel like she's like that's okay though. She's an aspiration of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. This um, actually leads on to the next question really nicely. Yeah, it does. I was just looking at it. It says, um, how do you think the ideal body type has changed? And do you think it's becoming better or encouraging unrealistic expectations of our bodies and possibly artificial enhancements? TikTok does make me feel like rhinoplasty was made for <laughs> me when again. it puts that little filter on. <laughs> so it's not good. No, it's not good. And like, it does, I, th- I feel like the people are, are becoming a bit more switched on to celebrating what our bodies look like. Like, our bodies... Like, we're all normal. Like, mm-hmm. there, isn't, there isn't a body that is better than another body. Like, yeah. bodies are amazing. Yeah. And I think with working in healthcare for such a long time as a physio, I, I really grew up around knowing what the human body is capable of and how amazing it is mm. as a tool so that I appreciate, like, the science behind it all. And I'm like, we're out here, like producing white blood cells yeah. we're out here like with an amazing immune system not for me today sadly but like <laughs> usually and those things are really really important and i've just tried to see it in that way instead yeah, like yeah. it's so sad it's such a shame that we all have to you know I joked about hayley bieber i think she's absolutely beautiful but it, it for some people it goes much deeper than that and it's like i am going to take this picture of hayley bieber too an aesthetic yes. pr- practitioner and say like can I, I want this smile or I want this nose like I understand that there is lots of sadness around um, y- the way we look sometimes and that can be a really difficult thing in mental health wise to navigate but oh god I wish that people would look at themselves and see how beautiful they are mm. for them yeah <laughs> like, definitely it's really it's really hard to hear somebody going through something so um, kind of traumatic really with the way that they look or perceive themselves to look yeah and I think like looking at your peers as well more than what you see online yeah because often online I mean I notice more and more that it seems like a younger person's game so much more often as well and like it, the audiences seem to get younger yeah. and the content creators are getting younger yeah. my body is not the same it was when I was 18 nor will it ever 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 be yeah. so you can't like in your 30s late 20s whatever look at 
a teenage body essentially yeah. even if that person looks so much older than they are mm -hmm. and compare yourself to that because your body should not look the same that it did when you were 18 years no. old as well so I think for me stepping offline mm -hmm. and spending time with friends and that just takes you out of that headspace as well mm -hmm. and that then this whole idea of an ideal body type exactly like Lindsay was saying it's almost a phrase I wish wasn't a thing anymore because for as long as that's around there's one thing that we're looking towards and whatever that ideal is however it's changed whether it's like the 90s super thin supermodel to now like a curvaceous Kardashian whichever it is that is a body type and it shouldn't be the ideal body type yeah, necessarily but one of body type. yeah one of many and I think taking yourself offline sometimes and into the world with your peers and with all these like, wonderful lifestyles that we have, you do end up seeing more variation sometimes than you get shown online, like we were saying, for what the algorithm presents and things. Yeah. And that can be so refreshing to think there isn't an ideal body type. And then exactly like you say, appreciating your body for what it can do. Yeah. Which uh, is yeah. amazing. Absolutely. It's so much more than just what we see online, essentially. Which is like the biggest reminder I always have to say to myself as well. It is. When and I'm looking is. at my yellow teeth in the mirror instead of a TikTok teeth. TikTok teeth. Is that what you aspire for is TikTok teeth. It is now, yes, after <laughs> yesterday. Um, our next question then. Oh, this um, is a good one. I like this one. one. Yes, thank you. Um, what are your opinions on artificial enhancements, for example? A BBL, which is a Brazilian butt lift, lip fillers, and things like that. What do you think? the effects of these things are on body image? Well, firstly, I think they can be very positive on body image yeah. if yeah. it's what you want and you know it's what you want. I think it's being able to see it as a potentially positive thing on body image as opposed to mental health, yes. as it were. Yeah. While the two can be linked, I don't necessarily think it would make you happier as if you might think it would. Yeah. Um, I personally haven't had anything done but would never rule it out necessarily no. and don't think there's anything wrong with it whatsoever. I think... Again, tying in with that, the previous question of the ideal look, I think that's what's problematic if everyone's moving towards the same look without questioning what they want from that, what yeah. happiness they think they're going to get from that, why do they want that, is it just a trend? Yeah. And, I mean, my, my concern with it sometimes is that there's places where you can get, like, fillers for really cheap now, isn't there? Yeah. And we're looking to these women, again, to use the Kardashians, who we can't... You can't overlook how influential they've been, like, the most influential women in the world in so many ways that they have got the resources for, like, the best work done in the world. Mm -hmm. And then there's been this offset of all of these women trying to recreate that look, who then... We don't know how this is going to age at this point. It's no. all so new. Yeah. And these women have all the then resources to undo this gracefully. Mm -hmm. And we don't, you don't know what that's going to look like if you don't have that at your fingertips, basically. Yeah. That's the worry, the short-term thought for that, the quick boost of happiness as opposed to the long-term yeah. gain of it as well. Yeah, and, like, the health repercussions of that, like, yeah. and, like, putting things in your body. Yeah, definitely. I used to have really strong views on artificial enhancements. And then I got to 32. <laughs> <laughs> and was like, do you know what? I think I need some Botox. So I have, like, I had... A little bit in the... I just have it in the middle here, because I don't know if you can see that now. <laughs> there's a crease there that's really, really deep, usually. And my dad has it, and my nana has it, and it's all that side of my Holland's family. Um, and so I'm, like, I'm quite open, quite happy about it. It's, like, the smallest thing. <laughs> it's, like, the smallest thing, but it... Like, it's 
it's fine for my confidence. I don't need it. It doesn't change my face. It, I'm just like, I just really would like it if that wrinkle, that single wrinkle did not get any deeper, please. <laughs> I don't want to have to put polyfiller in it when I'm 40. Um, <laughs> but yes, I'm like, I'm so on board for people doing what they need to do for happiness. And I'm so, I'll, I'll never also rule anything out. Maybe a Brazilian butt list is like a little bit too far for me. But like... Never I, say never. Know, never say never, yeah. <laughs> but I do think it's good. It can be good because... It can help people so much with confidence as long yeah. as you're getting the correct treatment by reputable people. Um, yeah. But it's got to be for the right reasons. And like Lizzie was saying, like long-term stuff, like we don't know about that yet because we're kind of the first generation that are dipping our toe into all of it. Mm. Um, so it, there's, a, there's a lot to consider, a lot to think about. Yeah. Um, so I think as long as it's not done w in haste and for a quick fix, thinking that you're sad about something and then you're going to wake up in the morning and be happy because you've got a pair of boobs that you didn't have the day yeah, before. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't always work like that. So it's, no. it's, a, it's a big, it's a, it's a huge minefield of questioning yourself, really. Yeah. And it's just, it's ultimately got to be so personal as yeah. well. And again, that's what's hard when everyone's like going for a certain look that's been so influenced by what they see online yeah. to make a real personal decision. In Like to say that rhinoplasty was made for me. <laughs> I would love a smaller <laughs> nose. I would never be you able to get a snow job. Thank you. I would never be able to get a nose job. No. It, just for something in my mind, I'm like the whole, like how aggressive that feels, how I think it would affect my mental health so much to look in the mirror and see a different face every day. Yeah. Like this is my dad's nose. Thanks dad. <laughs> even like the link of that, I would struggle with it so much mentally, yeah. even though sometimes when TikTok puts that filter on me, I'm like, yeah. I look so much better. No, but also better by what standard, like what's yeah. making me think that. Yeah. Um, it's because you've seen 44,000 noses of the exact same shape and size yeah, before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so as much as I think you can like look at yourself and think, oh, I would kind of tweet that maybe. Mm. but And then to know that that is what you want to do for all the right reasons, absolutely go for it. But for me, something that invasive as well would really frighten me. Yeah. Again, never say never, but for right now. <laughs> yeah, for right now, it's a no. Strong no. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, Where are we at? We've got another one. Um, oh, I liked this one a lot, actually. Um, oh, yeah. How do you one. discuss body insecurities and the things that make you insecure with your partner? I'm your partner, essentially, so go for it. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you want me to start answering this? Yeah, one? you start this because you're, you're in a relationship, so it's, that yeah, one makes more sense for you to start. Yeah. Um, I. God, it's, it's tricky, this one. This is a hard one. I make. I make things humorous if I've got something to bring up because I find it really hard to have not serious conversation but something where it's going to make me vulnerable so I always feel like right if I just add a joke in here somewhere it's all going to be good it's going to be fine and he's going to tell me I'm beautiful and then go to sleep really easily um and yeah so I feel like that's my trick that's the thing that I do but um recently so I'm I've got a new part fairly new partner and he is um not like anyone I've ever been in a relationship before with he's very supportive and very complimentary all of the time so I've not had to do any tricks which is really refreshing <laughs> no little manipulative tricks to try and get a compliment, a compliment out of him um, and so I actually had insecurities in previous relationships because partners would maybe shine a light on those and which is really kind of people mm. um, but this partner doesn't do that he yeah he does the complete opposite and I spoke to him once about insecurity I had with my nose and he was like what are you on about he was like you've got a beautiful nose and I was like right okay then 
all right then. <laughs> I, like, I won't get a nose job. I mean, I wasn't really seriously considering it, but I was just like, oh God, it's awful, isn't it? It's horrendous. Like, what, have you ever seen anything so ugly in your life? And he was like, oh, whoa, are you okay? Um, and yeah, so like, I feel like, not that I've spoken a lot uh, on the podcast before about how I do, with partners, I do kind of, need a certain level of validation to like make sure I'm all right in my own skin rightly or wrongly that's just how I operate as a woman and with this current partner Jack he is so supportive in that way that I feel so secure in myself and it's mm. helping me grow as a person in insecurity because he's allowing me that space yeah and yeah. I've never had that before so in terms of bringing anything up I could do it in a heartbeat and he would have the conversation with me and obviously just tell me I'm beautiful even if he's lying but um like all of those lovely things yeah and she's so lovely it's so lovely and it's always quite a shock to hear compliments like that yeah. and to be told you're beautiful when it's not really been a thing before yeah um so I think in terms of bringing things like that up with your partner um you've just got to be really honest and open and you know your partner's for a reason and if mm. you're not being met with something that's positive and kind and reinfor- reinforcing and supportive then get out of there <laughs> yeah yeah that, and that answered it there's nothing more I really want to add to that because I yeah. like that you sort of distinguish between your body insecurity and also like the security of the relationship as a wider thing and yeah. then how that influences your confidence and any insecurities you might have positively as well and yeah. doesn't give as much space for them. Or no. if you do voice them, you're not dismissed as well, which yeah. is things that can be a really horrible thing that men can do. As I mean, quite a stereotype, but I feel yeah. like women still have a lot more pressure on how they look sometimes. Yeah. And for men to be able to brush that off is really uncomfortable to be at the, end, at the other end of when it it's is. something you're really worried about in that moment. Yeah. And like you say, to, to be with a partner who knows what your love language is so knows how to compliment and if it's words of affirmation that you get those when you need them Mm. and how that can help your insecurities but with anything whether it's a partner or a friend I think if it was a body insecurity that you needed to bring up it would be to work out if it's come from their behavior in some way have they made a comment and you're saying to them when you said this it was flippant but this made me feel this way or is it something that you've had for a long time that you want to have out in the open and what do you want them to do to help it as well yeah that's it and like you were saying I was going to say about the wider kind of picture of that of yeah. like being with a friend or a partner and you've got body hang-ups that arise because of that person or when you're with that person it's about nailing on where that is coming from is it coming from you or is it coming from a way that they make you feel and then addressing it in the best way that you can and like the way that you feel most confident in doing so but yeah. yeah, and it's difficult because it it's is. really vulnerable. God, yeah. And even where I've like dated or briefly been seeing somebody, especially at the beginning stages of something, anything that comes up at the really early stages to bring up like that, I just find impossible to do. It could be the biggest elephant in the room, and I'll be like, no, just don't look at that. No <laughs> one pretend that's there. Um, I guess I find it really hard to be vulnerable in that way, and it's scary. Yeah. And especially when it's something when you're like placing your confidence in someone else's hand in that moment, yeah. and there's just that fear that they might go. Rhinoplasty was made for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is that. It is. It's about being vulnerable and trying to be really open with it all. Otherwise, you're not gonna you're not gonna get the honesty and like the support that you need that you are if you don't ask for it. Like I say, I use humour and dance around it all. People can see straight through that. I like I would like wander off into another room and be like pep talk myself into like okay like why don't you say um okay so oh god my hair like 
it's really awful at the moment, isn't it? Like, I'm really <laughs> rehearsing like, as yeah, you come downstairs. <laughs> and then I'd be met with like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't look good. And I'm like, oh, right, fine, that's good, great. Yeah, <laughs> just shave it off. I'll shave it off. So it's like, yeah, it's not the best approach because you're not going to get what you want from it. When you're gunning for something, you've yeah. got to ask for it. You've got to be yes. open and honest. Otherwise, yeah. you're, not, you're really not going to get the answers that you want. Yeah. And to also say, like, if someone pays you a compliment to really... I mean, it's like positive affirmation, isn't it? Yeah. And say, oh, that, I really appreciate when you said that. That meant yeah. so much to me. Or, yeah. um, And then they you know to do it again, basically. Yeah. It's like children sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well done, Godstar. <laughs> Um, Lisa's on very nicely actually on advice that you have on how to build your self-confidence and stop comparing yourself to others it's like two questions in one there it is double 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 whammy whammy. god like I said before I feel like the older you get the more you grow into yourself and a lot of that for me has been to do with the people I've surrounded myself with Mm. like my family my friends the people that are closest to me yeah um and knowing that you are loved, like people love you for who you are, not for what your hair colour is, not for what you look like, none yeah, of that. Like people yeah. adore you because you, as a person, as a human being. And I think you have to step into that a little bit and own it because nobody else is going to hand you your confidence on a plate and be like, here you go, like take some of that, like you're all good now. You mm-hmm. have to find a way to like make it, make it part of your life. Yeah. And it is a bit of a lifelong balance isn't it because some mornings I'll wake up and not feel confident at all and other mornings I'm like yeah I'm feeling it today yeah I'm I'm gonna have a really good day and I feel really good about stuff but like it's not it's not a given that we're we're just blessed with self-confidence and it comes with so many different kind of like connotations of what that might look like too definitely it's really hard I think what can be difficult in our jobs is that we're always confronted with ourselves as well. So when you... Uh, <laughs> what can be difficult in our jobs is you wake up and you see yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh, not this again on Instagram. <laughs> not again. <laughs> not again. Not, not today, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to step back from it sometimes. Um, and I know when if, if I'm going through a phase of low self-confidence, um, which actually I have been recently, not like a bad one, but just... I go through phases where I can't be bothered and it's really bad because you just like feeds this cycle of not feeling she doesn't great. She to shower an awful lot during these cycles, do you? I can't believe she told everybody that. <laughs> <laughs> she still smells really good though. <laughs> just like a general lack of focus on self-care yeah. sometimes because I just get really, really lazy with it. And then it feeds into this cycle of obviously you just feel worse and worse mm-hmm. and then you don't want to do it even more. And... When I'm also going through that and then I have to like take photos or film myself every single day and I'm editing these videos like, God, just go and make an effort, please. And that, I could then take the power back in that thought process as well. Of like, okay, what does making an effort mean for me right now? Because clearly it isn't like spending time doing makeup or showering necessarily. <laughs> it will be normally something more mental based, whether it's like reading a book or exactly like Lynn said, reminding myself of the great external things in my life. Like, amazing group of friends that I've got more than anything yeah. that build up so self so much self-confidence but I have to step out of the physical thought process as yeah. well because then I think for me that would t- t- start a real downward spiral of what do I want to change about myself physically yeah and I, ultimately I don't want to change anything about myself physically because my body is healthy and apart from my knees which are really bad everything works for me really well all the time touch wood um, so I don't want to l- open that can of worms almost um, for me 
personally so to just try and move out of it but I, I appreciate it can be really hard yeah and I can scrutinize myself in those moments and you also have to like circuit break that and stop and think go out go outside for a walk or stop zooming in at photos of yourself whatever you need to do and just pulling yourself apart basically mm. it's a slippy slope it's a really slippy slope and it really is in terms of like comparison and, and comparing yourself to others I've always been I mean, not always. I feel like from my late 20s, I started to be really good at putting myself in my own lane and being kind of like, do you know what? This is my journey, my body, my life, and there's only me that can live it, and there's only me that looks like this. Mm. Um, and like, amazing Lizzie's doing this, amazing Lizzie looks like that. Like, And celebrating the women around me instead of comparing myself. When I was younger, I, re- I was a really lost little soul, and I didn't really come into my own until later on in life. Um, and I used to really t- try to like model myself on what everybody else was doing because I had no idea what I liked. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I was like, okay, well, that, they're doing a really good job of that. So, okay, I need to be doing that. Or um, then getting into like this weird spiral of comparing myself to those people that I thought, in my eyes, were becoming successful or were really beautiful. And I was just like, oh, God, that's not me. And then, you know, but again, with growth and self-confidence, as, as I've gotten older, I've started to understand more that I should be so thankful for what I've got and how I look and how healthy my body is and all of those things that aren't just that aren't just surface level like there's so much more to each and every one of us than we could ever even imagine like there are things that we'll never know about one another because they're just yeah, just yeah. for us and they're just inside and that's what beauty is to me like it's yeah. the person you are and so comparison like Obviously, it's a well-known saying, a comparison is the thief of joy because it just makes you so sad Mm. and it makes you try to put yourself on these tracks and these paths that aren't for you. They're not your paths and tracks. Mm -hmm. You're not meant to be doing what somebody else is doing. Like, we're all supposed to be doing something different all the time and that's what makes us interesting and that's what ultimately should make us happy. And think about when you sat with your friends and you've all got a different story to tell or a different adventure to tell, whether it's like... It can be anything, like you might have been away, but also it might be, I've just, uh, I've quit my job and I'm going to go down this path and try something new. Like, how amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. I, I've been, touch wood, been quite good at not comparing myself probably since I was in my, like, 20, 23 maybe. That's quite early, I think. I think I was still... Do you think? I think I was still at it till late 20s. For me, it was moving to London. Oh, uh, yeah. How old were you when you moved to London again? 25? Oh, God, um, you say I? you feel ancient. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's like eleven years ago. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I reckon I was twenty-five. And I, for me, I think I remember. I've got quite an obsessive personality, as Lindsay knows very well. Good God. Um, and I'm like a dog with a bone with certain things. <laughs> yeah. And I remember really struggling with it when I was living in Manchester still, yeah. and I got it on one specific person, and it drove me mad. And I just, like, fueled this obsessive thinking, this obsessive comparison. And then thankfully broke out of that when I moved to London and it kind of reframed my life. But I think in hindsight, it was because at that point in my life, I knew I needed a big change. I wasn't necessarily fulfilled overall. So I just had too much time to think about something and too much time to fuel this thinking too. And while I still am obsessive and still spend two hours at a time on TikTok, (laughs) um, generally, I'm very happy to say that I'm so fulfilled by life overall that there just doesn't seem to be as much space for those thoughts to get bigger. Um, And 
yeah, that I don't really think it's been a habit I've done as much since that point. And also in this industry, and I think like being in a really big city especially, you meet so many different people who are at very different points in life. And that's what I really love about living in London. Like up north, it can be really... A, tr- a traditional roots, shall we say. So you can feel left behind by something very, very, very quickly. Whereas through travel and being here, everyone's at a totally different pace, at all sorts of different ages. My friends are all kinds of different ages. There's no one set path. Mm-hmm. So the comparison then becomes actually really quite difficult to do if you're really going to try you and do well it. well not bother. Yeah, exactly. Got, yeah. Um, so I think it was a combination of like having my horizons broadened and realising that that comparison that I was doing at that point was more of a reflection of where I was at and what I was unhappy with in my life and was trying to fill time with something and also realising that no one's on one set path at all. God, no. Yeah, we're all over the show, if we're honest. I know. (laughs) I was thinking the other day, like, even a year ago, like, what were we doing? And then what we're about to do now is both of us are splitting time between two different countries and having a long-distance friendship. (laughs) Um, (coughs) Excuse me. And... Like, if you'd asked me a year ago what I'd be doing... Like, I, I was still living in, like, the countryside with an ex-boyfriend. Yeah. And now I I'm know. like, it's, it's mad. Like, and life can change so quickly, and you just have to follow the adventure all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. And know that what is right for you, like, happens. Like, and you can make it happen, too. Like, you don't have to just sit and wait for it. You have to go and get it. Like, mm. I'm sorry, but it won't, it won't just fall in your lap. Like, it no. doesn't happen. You'll be waiting a long bloody time. <laughs> but um, you do have to make things happen. You have to go after the things that you want to get. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And with self-confidence as well, I think, like Lynn said, when there's so much more in in your life that you feel fulfilled with, and friendships can be such a big one for me as well, you just have, again, less space to worry about things. And I think I just get to a point where you just think, oh, I look like what I look like as well. (laughs) (laughs) We always say that if we have to, if we help uh, each other take pictures for work and things like that. Yeah. Um, we always do it like relatively quickly because yes. we're like, well, I look like what I look like. What yeah. gonna, like you know, this is how you look today, and that is how you look on the photo. <laughs> Stop complaining, just get it done. Like this you is have just a good day and a bad day. Don't yeah, you? Like, good well, day and bad there's photo. no difference here. No. What are you looking for? Because this is it. This yeah. is who you are. <laughs> Last night we went to a dinner, and a friend there. We took a photo with a couple of others, and the person who took the photo went to show us the photo. It was Catherine, and yeah. she just went, "Ah, oh, we look like what we look like." And yeah, I was it like, is. "So it's true." There's no point then, like seeing it and then spending all evening thinking like agonizing like, oh over like, it. i don't look how i want to look like you look yeah. like how you look like yeah that's it and just we go are, with it <laughs> yeah might be a slightly different angle maybe better lighting but you yeah. are who you are like, yeah this is it and then i think that accepting that's the first step yeah. and then feeling really good about it as well and yeah. then when you look like i look like what i look like i am who i am and look at all these wonderful people around me and look at this wonderful life that i've built for myself while looking what i look like and being who i am <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it um and like reframing it that way instead of thinking oh, well if i did do this and had my TikTok teeth, nothing would change. <laughs> no. It'd just be like, I want to be squinting right now. Anything. <laughs> oh, that was our final question. It was, yeah. Thank you so, so much, everybody. Know, thank you so much for being here and for asking these wonderful questions to us. It's been yeah. so lovely to actually do this, like, in real life, and I've not sweated too much, I don't think, of you. No, I'm all no, right. I'm fine. A bit sweaty, actually. <laughs> no, I feel fine, actually. I'm glad we sat down since we both made an effort to wear heels as well. I'm, the standing up part of today has been a hard one. <laughs> um, and a huge, huge thank you to Levi's yeah. as well yeah. for letting us be here and do this, and for everybody who's come along, and for supporting Levi's. It's such a brand that we are so happy to work with. Oh my so, God. I know. 
Um, yeah, it's lovely to be able to do this. Yeah, thank you so, so much. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>